This program is sponsored by Proponacy, where I'm the president and CEO. Proponacy is the Greek word for coaching. We provide SaaS technology to centers like yours. Most contact centers struggle with their people, whether it be overcoming monotony, attrition, or getting superior performance. Our solution makes it easier and cost-effective to get even more than you could possibly have expected from your front line. The result is loyal customers, engaged employees, and winning, provable, profitable results. You can reach us at Proponacy.com. You are being forwarded to the Contact Center Coach. Clear eyes, full hearts, can't lose. What a great motivational chant before a, a football game uh, that they used in the TV show Friday Night Lights. When when I was in high school, we never said anything like that. I think we just started chanting or yelling hit, 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 or whatever it was. But it was nowhere near as motivational as clear eyes, full hearts, can't lose. Last week, we focused on clear eyes, which we were talking about being able to assess your contact center. And of course, you can pretty well figure out that next week, we're going to talk about can't lose. But this week, we're on full hearts. So what is a full heart? Well, I had to look it up in the dictionary. And in the dictionary, it says a full heart is someone that's completely satisfied, happy, or joyful, joyful, just completely full. But then, of course, they also said you could also be completely full with hate, anger, or sadness. And so, obviously, we're focused on the completely satisfied, happy, and joyful. So it made me think, when was the last time I had a full heart? And what came to mind was, is I think maybe four or five days ago, my wife and I were sitting down and we just started talking about something silly and we just started laughing and we couldn't stop laughing. It was completely silly, the thing we were talking about. We just started laughing and both of us were laughing at the same time. And when I thought about full heart, it was the first thing that came to mind. And when I dialed it up a little bit, uh, I'm old. So the last couple times with a full heart were that I've had the uh, seen the birth of three grandchildren or, or experienced the birth of three grandchildren and just what a full heart I had when my daughter became a mom and literally every time I see these these three little ones uh, I have such a full heart when I'm around them and then most recently I've been listening to this song there's there's a song by Carrie Job and Cody Carnes. And it's called The Blessing, and it's the blessing of the Lord. And it, it just talks in the song about generations and children. And it's just a song that when I hear it, it just gives me a full heart. So today we're talking in podcast 71 about a full heart. Do you have a full heart at work? What, what does a full heart look like in a contact center? And I think we have to start with the fact that, that a heart is a muscle, And it's a muscle that, of course, pumps that keeps you alive. If your heart stops, you stop. And so I I think we need to look at what the fuel is that drives the heart of a contact center. And, of course, in the heart, that's blood. So what what is the blood of the contact center? And I don't mean that to sound eerie or creepy, but what is the blood? What is the thing that needs to be running through our veins that allows our heart to pump 
to be the most successful in the contact center. And that has to be the customer. The product that we have has a a nickname of customer-driven. And we often talk to clients and we'll say, you know, are you customer-driven? But I think I've got a new perspective on that. I had the the privilege recently of of reading a book uh, by Annette Franz. And the name of the book is called Built to Win. And I'm not a book reviewer, but I would wholeheartedly encourage you reading this book. And she talks about customers. And she, right out of the gates, makes a distinction between customer-centric and customer-focused. And she says most organizations are customer-focused, which means they're, they're really, really focused on the customer. And, and they've got a lot of areas that, that they really are purposeful about the customer. But it, it doesn't run through everything. And, and, and customer-centric means that, you're, that your customers, like blood, run through every part of the organization and the customers and the, and, and the customers and where they are permeates every part of your organization. And that's what customer-centric means. And I think if you're going to have a great contact center, customers need to run through every part of your contact center. And they need to, they need to infiltrate every different area. And so the question is, is your contact center customer-centric? Is the blood that's flowing through your heart of your center your customer? And here's a couple of ways for you to, to see whether that's the case. So here's a couple of challenge questions for you. Number one, do you have a KPI that your frontline agents are driven by that is customer-related? Do you have CSAT or NPS or first call resolution or something that's, that's customer-driven, that's a part of the performance criteria for your front line. If you say, well, yeah, I've got CSAT as a KPI. Well, let me take it one step further. Is it something that they're compensated on? Is it part of their compensation? Is it part of their bonuses? Is it a part of their reviews? How important is it? Because you know the expression, if you, if, you don't, if you don't measure it, you can't manage it. So is one of your KPIs customer focus? The second one is, what do you do with customer comments? First, do you collect them? Customer comments change frontline behavior. If you want to change the behavior of your frontline, the fastest and best way to do it is to get your customers to tell your frontline what it is they need to change. Either some things they need to continue or some things that they need to stop or avoid. You can sit down with one of your frontline employees, tell them what your your QA organization said about them, coach them through a change they need to make, And maybe they'll change, maybe they won't. But if you sit down and talk to them and then show them two or three customers or even one customer that said, hey, I think they need to change this, you'll be shocked at how fast behavior changes when you get your customers' comments into your frontline's hands. And so the other uh, area is is how fast you get it into your frontline's hands. So, So your customer comments need to be one of the first things that your employees see The moment that they get that data, it should be in their hands, and you should have the capacity to do that. In the same way, the investment that you make in your customers, you make that in training. Because first call, first call resolution, anything associated with getting better at AHT, everything usually revolves around training and coaching. So how much are you investing in training and coaching to make your frontline better, which directly affects the heart of your organization, which is your performance with your customer. And then finally, another measurement of whether you really do have a heart for the customer, where your customer is the, is the component that you're focused on, is legendary moments. 
You've heard the commercial when EF Hutton talks, people listen. When your customers talk, people listen. When you measure and take care of and hold up legendary moments where your front line does something unique, special, spectacular, significant for your customer, and you record those and you you repeat those and they become legends and you celebrate those and you talk about them. And when somebody walks by, hey, there's the legend Joe who did X with your customers, you create an environment where your customers become the source of of the success of your organization because you are focused in your contact center on your customers. So if the if your customers are the blood that pumps the heart, what is the heartbeat of your center? What is it what is the heartbeat of your center? How, how do you know? And this is something that you know, I don't know the answer to this, but let me give you some examples of what some of the things might be the heartbeat of your center and when I hit yours, you can stop and say that's us. So in, in, some, in some organizations, the heartbeat of their contact center is the technology. I mean, everything revolves around the technology that you, that you use, whether that's the IVR, whether that's the bots, whether that's self-serve. Everything runs around trying to drive your customers to your technology. All the meetings are about it. All the investment of the money is about it. Everything that you're trying to do is driven around the technology. Is the technology the heartbeat of your center? What about workforce management? Some organizations, everything revolves around workforce management. And let's be clear that that workforce management is your survival in your center. You need to be brilliant at workforce management. It needs to be something that you're very, very focused at. If you've got a great workforce management team and they're capable and able of accomplishing what you need to get accomplished, then you are at such an advantage because without workforce management, you can't survive. But does the world revolve around workforce management? Is it literally the single most important thing that's going on and, and basically everything just kind of starts and stops with workforce management? And uh, so that's a question. You could say, yep, yep, it must be workforce management. Maybe it's your policy manual. Maybe your policy manual is what drives everything in the center because everything revolves around policy. And you look to a book and you look to the rules and regulations and that's just the way your organization runs. Well, I just gave you three answers that I'm hoping not one of those three is the heartbeat of your center. But I thought I'd toss them up because in a lot of environments, those are those. So the fourth area that might be the heartbeat of your center would be your people. Are the people the heartbeat of your center? Does everything revolve around your people? I mean, your organization and every organization talks the talk, right? Every organization talks about the fact that our our people are our most important asset. It's our people. It's our people. Well, the question is, if you, if you talk the talk, do you, do you walk the walk? Are your people the heartbeat of your center? And if you haven't figured it out by now, I think your people ought to be the heartbeat of your center. So you'll say, well, yeah, I, I, I think so. Well, um, what do your people say? Do your people say they're the heartbeat of your center? Do your people say this is an organization that 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 is focused on the people in the organization. You've heard me say over and over again, Herb Keller says, if you love your people, they'll love your customers. Love your people, they'll love your customers. So ask your people, what do they say? How often do you ask them? How often do you ask them whether they're they're the center of things? How often do you get feedback from them and and stay in touch with them and do pulse checks with them? And are, are you continually getting better? And when you have an area that needs to be addressed, do you actually address it or do you just ask the question? 
you've heard me say that this industry is desperate for leadership that cares. And it's desperate for leadership that understands that their people are the heartbeat of the center. It starts with, with, with leaders who understand that the people in the contact center need joy more than they need KPIs, a sense of purpose more than sophisticated monitoring, and a champion more than a supervisor. And I keep saying this over and over and over again. The question is, is your organization the kind of place where people can, where, where your leadership can be champions, where you are trying to strive for joy? And I've got an entire podcast on, on joy in the contact center, and I encourage you to listen to it. Are, is the heartbeat of your center, your people, are they engaged? Do you have a culture that, that is a place that attracts people, that makes people want to stay? Is it something that you're investing in? Do your best people say that you're a place that's focused on the people in your organization? Because you can't have a, a heartbeat of a center that's focused on people if that's not actually occurring. You know, in order to really see the heartbeat of your center, it, it requires you to do a little of that uh, clear eyes concept, which is you really have to be able to step back and look at your center and see whether your people are the heartbeat of your center. And I can't answer that question for you. Only you can. But I can give you a a perspective on how to take a look at it. Are you proud of the way you treat the people in your center? Or are there some areas where you go, you know what, we're really great at this and, and we do this pretty well. But man, here's an area where I'm, quite frankly, I'm a little bit embarrassed about the way that we treat our people in this particular area. And I don't know whether you're a supervisor or the manager or the leader, but you can change and you can be the start of that change. And I'm not talking about going and creating all sorts of rabble rousing where you're a complainer or a whiner. But if there are some areas and ways that you can improve the heartbeat of your center, how you treat your people, the things that you do with your people, then get them down on a piece of paper, get the organization together and start working through them. And I know that many times in order to change some of the issues that are going on in your organization, it costs money and you don't have money, or it costs time and you don't have time. And you're not going to solve every single problem in 10 minutes or maybe even in 10 months. But the first step is being able to recognize and see the areas that you need to work on and then work on them and begin to plan. There's a, a, another comment from, the, uh, from that book by Annette Franz that I love. And that is, is that she says, vision without action is a daydream. Action without a vision is a nightmare. It's a Japanese pro- proverb that she quoted. And, and I, just, I just love that. And so you got to have some vision before you take action. And, and, but you can't just have vision and never, never actually do anything because that's a daydream. So do you have some areas in your contact center that you kind of daydream about? Or there's some areas where you've actually taken some action that aren't really well thought out. You you get the sense that employees aren't doing really well, and so you you know you you throw a you throw a party or you do a game, but you're, you're not really focused on agent engagement. It's not a long term purposeful focus that you've got that becomes a part of your day to day operations in your contact center. So take a closer look at the, at the heartbeat of your center and see whether it's your people. And I'm just going to repeat again: ask your people; they'll tell you. They'll tell you the things that they do that you do really well and the things that you don't do so well. It's it's okay to hear about the things that you don't do well. And then take an even closer look at your best people because when it really comes right down to it, that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to hold on to our best people. Do you hold on to your best people? 
Do you really know what your best people think? Are your best people your most engaged people? Are, or are they disconnected? Because if they're disconnected and they're your best people, then they might leave. And we obviously want to keep our best people around. So take a closer look at that. And then third up in this heart discussion of full hearts is, do you have a heart? Or are you a Tin Man? And if you haven't seen The Wizard of Oz, the Tin Man didn't have a heart. So the question is, do you have a heart? Do you have a heart for your people? Do you have a heart for your center? Or are you just going through the motions in your job? And hopefully you're not, because if you're listening to these podcasts, you have a desire to get better. So my hope is that you are somebody that has a heart. But there's some really easy ways to figure out whether you do have a heart, and that is to ask your, your employees. And one of the questions that may come up immediately is, 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 you know, how would they know if you've got a heart? Because maybe you're not someone that's very transparent. And we've talked about the fact that if you want to get to know your employees, your employees are going to have to get to know you a little bit. And again, it's, it's not all about you. It's not uh, enough of me. What do you think of me? said over and over and over again that you want to be interested, not interesting. But it doesn't mean that you can be closed down and not say anything at all. And I can relate to this because I'm not a very transparent per, uh, person. Hard to get to know me. I can be pretty guarded. Uh, I used to always think that, that showing any sort of, any sort of uh, vulnerability or any sort of transparency was a, was a lack of strength. And that I wanted to try to make sure that I set apart and didn't really share too much. But when you don't share enough, then you never get to know them. They never get to know you. And it's very hard to build trust with somebody that you don't know very well. So you being transparent will help you to understand and, and, and help your employees to understand more about you, which should help you to understand them more. And when you're transparent, when you open up a little bit, when you, when you let them see a little bit of you, they'll share a little bit more of themselves. And if you want to be a person that has a heart, if you want to be a person that your employees can relate to, you're going to have to be a little bit more transparent. The other thing you need to do is to, is, is to, is to be a heart that's got some courage. And you have courage by, by pursuing your frontline employees. And I pursue my frontline employees to get to know them better, to find ways to help to motivate them, but also to be able to tell them the good things and the bad things that they need to know. We have to have the courage to be willing to challenge our frontline to make them a little bit uncomfortable. And if it's an area that you struggle with, well, Michael, I'm just not comfortable in that. Well, you need to get comfortable or be uncomfortable and do it anyway. Because you have to have the courage to be able to help your employees get better. And that courage requires you to tell them the areas that they need to work on to find different ways to help them to do things that they wouldn't necessarily do for themselves. You have to have the courage to challenge them, the courage to question them, the courage to motivate them. And sometimes that means that you have to discipline them. You have to discipline them for their best interest, for the company's best interest, and of course for yours as well. But you have to have the courage to do it. Do you have a courageous heart? You're somebody that has courage, and courage is not absence of fear encourages someone that has fear or trepidation and still steps forward and does it anyway. Do you have a heart? Do you have a heart for your people? Do you have a heart to know them and to challenge them and to help them get better? If you don't, then you're a tin man. And we don't want tin man. We want to be people that has a heart. And if you have a heart for the people and you have a heartbeat that's focused on people and we recognize that the blood 
the fuel of the heart of your center runs through your customer, then you're probably moving towards the full heart position that you need to have in your contact center. Do you have a full heart? I mean, I hope you have a full heart when you're not at work. And if you don't have a full heart, I would wholeheartedly encourage you to pursue that, to find things that help you to have a full heart because a full heart at home will help you to have a full heart at work. But we're talking about work right now and work means that I'm talking to leaders and leaders that work in the contact center. And if you're a leader, that means that you have the potential and capacity to be a great leader. Are you a great leader? Are you on your way to becoming a great leader? Are you willing to put the effort in and the time and the focus and the energy to be a great leader? Have you found someone to come alongside you to help you be a great leader? You can be. I know you can be. If you've been listening to me long enough, you now know that you can be. So what's holding you back? Go be a great leader. Clear eyes, full hearts, can't lose. It's been great to talk to you this week. Look forward to talking to you next week. Bye-bye now. You are being forwarded to the Contact Center Coach.